Hoops Heaven proudly brings to you Basketball Hustle. But Ellis fumbled the ball. Two on the shot clock goes up a prayer. Yes! As he was falling to the ground, it's a three! He shot it literally from the hip. Definitely a highlight. Here come the Billikens. Four on two. McCall, Ellis, left corner. We missed now. Bang! From way down under, Cody Ellis. Reddick brings low out away from the best. Stolen away by Cody Ellis. One man to beat to the hole. He's fouled. Layup. Good whistle foul. Count the best. Ellis for the reverse. Oh, through fingertips. What a move. Ellis drops in a bomb. I love seeing Cody Ellis coming out, feeling good. Ellis. Cody Ellis. Ellis. Pull up jumper. Cody Ellis. Bang. Cody Ellis. Can he stand and deliver? Now it's time for another episode of Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle. Hello and welcome to Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle and we're back for another NBL season and it's almost impossible to believe, Cody, that we're 24 hours away and the NBL season's about to start. So we'll get cracking on having a look back on what happened at the NBL Blitz, having a look at how every team's shaping up and having a look at round one, which is... Like I said, it's scary to think how close it is, Cody. We'll also yeah. give our season predictions and, and talk about what we've got planned on the show. So I'm Chris Pike, back again for a, for a fifth season of this show, Cody. Mm-hmm. It's almost hard to imagine as well that after an initial sit-down with Sean Reddidge all those years ago and we started it up, and I'm very happy that you're back with me mm-hmm. now for, a, for another season. Cody Ellis, the freshly retired and hopefully man who's enjoying a lot of time on the yeah. golf course. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming back. Yeah, man. No, it's, uh, it's pretty uh, pretty crazy that... We have another NBL season upon us already. Mm, it's, yeah. uh, it's been a very quick off-season, I feel like. And uh, no, look, man, happy to be back. And uh, it's going to be an exciting year. It absolutely is. It, if, especially through the COVID years, it felt like we had to wait forever for the yeah. NBL season to start. I think we had to wait until January for one of the years yeah. to start. And then we sort of had November starts. But all of a sudden, we're still in September and we're, we're about to start. Um, do you like the early start? I do like the early start. I do like it. I think it's probably... We'll talk about it, but a week <laughs> yes. early. Yes. But uh, yes. yeah, no, I think it's good. I think it's really good. Now, this show wouldn't be possible without our supporters either, Cody. And Hoop7, it's probably, your, is it fair to say it's your favourite store, oh, store in the world? Yeah, easily, um, easily. For any anyone interested in basketball, what would be the one thing that if you went into Hoop7 and you wanted... What would you? What would be the first thing you go to? Oh, for me, it's shoes for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think uh, the selection of jerseys. Mm. I think especially here in Perth, it's... Uh, it's it's the best selection of jerseys anywhere, hmm. and uh, yeah, look, just just the general vibes in there, and and all the guys in there, all the working guys in there, it's uh, it's always good, always good to have a chat with them, and yes. um, I mean, the store in general is just amazing, and it keeps growing and yeah. and getting better and better. Yeah, it's amazing how it's grown from those humble beginnings up the up the second level up where the Piccadilly. the old, the old oh, Piccadilly Cinema used to be yeah. to where they are now. It, it's fantastic. Um, your basketball shoes, Cody. Yeah. You treasure them. Mm-hmm. Um, when you come to a place like this and record the show, and I have a little puppy named Elvis that tries to yes. chew at your shoes, are you scared what's going to happen to them? Oh, a little bit. I've currently <laughs> got him nibbling on my fingers instead of my shoes at the moment. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you hear any little <laughs> grunts, uh, please forgive us. But uh, it's the little man going crazy. Yes. So, so, uh, so hello to Elvis down there. You're our, <laughs> you're our, our third co-host. So is. if you do hear any little grunts, it'll, it won't be us, Cody. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be him. Um, also delighted that Tab Touch is back on board as part of the show this year. Cody, they, they wanted to get back involved. They want to expand their NBL coverage especially, so they're willing to support us here on the show. So we'll go through all their, their markets throughout the season. But mm-hmm. 
it's a nice feeling to be doing a show like this and have people coming to us to want to support us. It certainly is. And, you know, welcome back to Tab Touch. Um, my first year on the show when I came in kind of halfway through, mm. they were they were supporters. Yes. So I didn't really get to uh, to be involved too much with mm. them. So uh, yeah. excited, excited for this year and very happy for them to be back yes, on board. looking forward to seeing what sort of picks you come up with for through sure. Tab Touch throughout the, the season. And, and yeah, initially racing and wagering was meant to be sold and yep. and that's why they kind of had to take a step back from some of their expenditure like this. But yeah. Now that they've got they've got their company back, mm-hmm. they're willing to to help us here on the show. So a big thank you to the team, Richard and and Michael and David and the team there at Tab Touch. Um, all right, Cody, let's get stuck into some basketball talk. Round one is upon us. Mm. The early start is a good thing because I you don't want to make people wait too long. But trying to find traction across the country when all the focus is on an AFL Grand Final on Saturday and NRL Grand Final on Sunday. Are we starting a week too early? I think we are definitely. Mm. And look, it's it's always that odd one where you where you're competing with those two leagues, mm. and arguably they're two of the other biggest leagues in the country. So mm. um, it's it's tough. And look, I'm not sure why we're starting this week. Mm. I'm not sure why we couldn't hold it off another yeah. week. But uh, we'll, yeah. Uh, it's not ideal. It's not ideal, but it is what it is. And uh, look, I still think the NBL is now at a point where it's just as big yep. as those. Yep. So, uh, look, I don't think it'll affect it too much. I do feel for the Brisbane Bullets. Trying to find any attention this week while you've got... No chance. Both the Brisbane Lions and the Brisbane Broncos in grand finals, they're, they're the, probably the ones that are most affected this week. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, they've they got no chance this week, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, which, got, which sucks yeah, because... They've got a home game on Friday. They're trying to promote and get some attention. For, for sure, for sure. And I, I think that... Uh, especially with their squad this year. I think they're going to be a bit yeah. more exciting and, and fun to watch than uh, in the past few years. So, yeah, big first weekend for them. <laughs> yes. Um, the NBL Blitz, Cody. Um, I don't know how much of it you saw, but sometimes you don't take a lot out of out of the wins and losses. I mean, you no. can you can win every game with a Blitz and not necessarily be that impressive, or you mm-hmm. can lose every game and you still get a lot out of it. But just from a results perspective, Melbourne United went 3-0, so did the Perth Wildcats. And so did the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Um, the Illawarra Hawks went two and one. New Zealand Breakers one and two. The South East Melbourne Phoenix one and two. The Brisbane Bullets one and two. Cairns Taipans one and two. And Adelaide and Sydney both went winless. Mm. Um, from what you saw, who impressed you the most? It's it's an odd one, right? And I've I've spoken about this the past couple of seasons. The NBL Blitz, while it's awesome, it's good because mm. teams get to kind of blow out the cobwebs mm. a bit and. Some of those younger guys get to try and prove themselves yeah. because, you know, you, you don't have full rosters. Mm. So it's, it's hard to really pull anything out of it. Yeah. I think it, it was hard to figure out how good Sydney's going to be because mm. they didn't have their full squad at all, yeah. you know, yeah. missing, missing Hogue and Adam Adams. Adams didn't play a lot either. No, yeah. exactly. So it's, it's tough. Melbourne looked good. Perth yeah. looked good. Um, Tassie just keep finding ways to win. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a crazy one. You know, Hawks didn't look too bad, but yeah. again, yeah. they're young guys doing a lot of the work. Yeah. Um, again, New Zealand is just a bit hit and miss with that. Southeast as well. Brisbane, I thought, looked decent. Mm. I think they are certainly trending in the right direction. Yeah. Um, Adelaide just, mm. I mean, they're... I think they're going to struggle again this year, which is which sucks. It's uh, it's no good, but they've got to <laughs> they've got to figure it out. They've really got to figure yeah. it out because they're kind of at the moment they're a bit of the uh, a mess of the league. Yeah, yeah. 
I'll, I'll get to them shortly. Mm. Um, the Ray Borner medal for the best player of the Blitz went to a guy who's not actually on a full contract. Yeah. He's an injury replacement. Tyler Cook um, is here as a replacement for Alan Williams in the short term. Mm-hmm. But boy, he looks he looks too good to be an injury injury replacement player. He certainly does. He uh, he came out and proved a point, yeah. and he looked really really good out there. Mm-hmm. Looked really comfortable. Um, and for, up, for a bit in this league to not get into foul trouble, yeah, that's a, that's a good sign. Well, that's it. And from what I've read. Once he's once Alan Williams is back, he's going back over to Europe somewhere. Okay. I'm not sure where okay. he's I'm not yep. sure where he's playing, but to finish out the seasons over there, mm. unless someone can pick him up yeah. and try getting his ear quick, mm. and with you know again, like you said, we'll we'll talk about it. But with Adelaide, yes, sacking another they're, import, they're, you know, they've got a spot waiting. They've got a spot waiting, but, um, but can they afford to wait? That's the question. Yeah, probably not. I mean, look, if it's a guy like this, then yeah. possibly it just depends on on. Uh, <laughs> On when Williams will be back, and we're not 100% sure on that. No, and we do have Elvis at our feet doing some redecorating. Yes, I see so that. Good work, Elvis. <laughs> um, fascinating question. It, it's a, it's almost not worth asking because Southeast Melbourne is committed to Alan Williams. They've got yeah. him on a long-term contract, so he's coming back no matter what. But it's funny. When your main player comes back, then don't necessarily get better based on what we've seen from Tyler. Yeah, look, it's a tough one. I think the Phoenix have done such a good job with signing... Williams again mm. and and keeping him around yeah. because I thought he bought into the league and the culture of the the Phoenix team Absolutely. so well last yeah. year and he fits so well in the league yeah. and even in the off season he's yeah. interacting with yeah. everyone he's he's fully invested which is awesome yeah. he and looks like the type of guy that once he finishes playing he could almost become the face of the league yeah and and stay here for a long time I, I think so and he's he's kind of got that personality yeah. so I think that. Uh, it's 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 really good to have him around. I mean, it's just they've done well to go and find a guy that could have been potentially been an MVP of the league yeah, yeah. To, to replace him. So, <laughs> yes. yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. All right, we can't put it off any longer. Let's talk about the Adelaide Thirty Sixes. Um, even with Jamal Franklin in the lineup, what did you think of their squad they put together? Have they put it, have they put together a squad that could have been competitive to start with? Uh I don't think so. Yeah, no, I really don't think so. Um, it's it's a really it's a bit of an odd group, um, you know the the experiment with Trenton Flowers at mm. the point guard obviously didn't work <laughs> at all, yeah. and and look he's he's a young kid it's it's some growing pains and something yeah. that he's not used to yeah. so I think him sliding back into his natural position will be good for them yeah well I, but I don't think you can blame him I no mean, not at all you can't be an 18 year old point guard coming to this league and I mean he's going to have nights where he's got Mitch Norton up in his grill Shaili and Matthew Delavado in the same game up in his grill and against the breakers he really struggled bringing up the the ball against against their their import Parker Jackson Cartwright and I think he had four turnovers in the first yeah. first quarter mm-hmm. um he just should have never been put in that position to be a point guard should he no I don't think so and this is a really tough league for yeah. young point guards. Yes. Like, you've got to be an experienced point guard to be able to play yeah. in this league and yeah. be successful, I feel like. Because it's just, there's elite defenders in every team yeah. at that position. So it's it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. So, look, I think him playing off the ball a bit is going to be only good for them. Well, he's a great athlete. And, yeah. But what it means is that Mitch McCarron slides back to the point guard yeah. and he's probably not best suited to that. We've seen him struggle to bring the ball mm. up and have some pretty poor turnovers over the last two years as well. Oh, for sure. And 
I do think that Maka has gotten a lot better in that position. Mm. Um, you know, from the experiment in the Vickerman days yes. at Melbourne where he threw him there and mm. made him a point guard, yep. I think he has just grown so much mm. in that position. But I still don't think he's a natural point guard at all. No. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do, if they can try and find an import point guard somewhere yeah, or, yeah. or what. Because um, they need someone running the show. Yeah, I think they have to go for a point guard, don't they? I mean, yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got, you've got Jason Kadee there as well, but you probably mm-hmm. don't want him to be a starting point guard at this point of his life. And like we said, we don't really want Mitch to be doing doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trey Kells a two or a three man. Yep, they're in a they're in a tricky situation. They are because they've got some really good guards. Yep, they've got some really good, really experienced guards there, as well as some young, talented guards. So it's it's a tough one because. If you do bring in an import point guard, then you're taking minutes away from some of those guys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's a bit of a mixed bag at the moment. So I I do think we see Jace run a, a fair bit of point yep, guard. Yep. Um, and there's plenty of worse people you could have oh, no, running the show. He, he, so He can do a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, but, but, again, I think he is better suited off the ball as well. He can be, yeah. Um, he's, he's such a pure shooter. He is. Yeah. He is. And an absolute scoring machine. So we'll uh, – yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting for Adelaide. There's going to be some growing pains there for sure. It feels like we've got nine clubs that are making a lot of good decisions mm-hmm. right now and finding some really high-quality imports. And this is an ongoing trend with Adelaide where they just can't seem to sign the right the right pieces. I mean, how do you get to a situation where you sign a new import and he, and he doesn't even survive to the second game of the Blitz? It just doesn't make sense, right? No. And this is what? Their fifth import fired in six years? Yep. And all of them have been before the seventh round yep. of the season. Yep. And this guy didn't even make it to the <laughs> season. So yeah. it's just, I just, I'm not sure what is happening, what's happening with recruiting. Mm. But well, I remember talking to CJ Bruden. His first season, he felt like he hadn't had the chance to build this team. No. So yeah. Jeff and Groningen built that team. Mm-hmm. So he almost had the responsibility of what went wrong. Yep. The last two years now... This is CJ's team. It all falls back on him, doesn't it? It does now. It does, especially this year, where yeah. it's the second year of that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not a great not a great start for him. How much pressure is CJ under? Lots. Mm. Yeah, lots. And again, it's um, unfortunately it's Adelaide again, who in the past you know, six seven years have, have sacked a lot of coaches as well. Yes. A lot of people <laughs> in and out of that club. There was a, there was a point where they were paying Joey Wright, Connor Henry, and CJ all yeah. at the same time. That's not ideal. <laughs> no. That is not ideal at all. So whether it's they just have him around till the end of his contract and then move him on. Or this is his last year. I believe so, yeah. yeah. But uh, we'll see. It's It's been a revolving door of staff, mm. players, everything there, yeah, unfortunately. Including an interesting situation where they decided to retire Daniel Johnson's jersey, mm. n- not necessarily with him even being aware of it to start with yeah. and not being ready to retire. But like we said, it's great that they're retiring his, his jersey, but sometimes it's the way you do things that can sort of tarnish that a little bit. Yeah, it was very interesting because yeah. it was such a sudden thing. Yeah. You know, for... Well, my understanding was they called up DJ and said, we're retiring your jersey. And DJ said, that's great, but I'm not retiring. I'm not done, yeah. I'm not playing with you, obviously, this year, but yeah. I'm not retiring from playing. And they said, well, we want to retire your number. So DJ said, well, great, thank you. But yeah, you, maybe, maybe you could have waited until I finished playing. Yeah, I'm not... Especially if you'd end up playing in the league this year, that would have been really yeah, awkward. Yeah, that would have been awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, I, th- I think it's it's great that they're doing that no, because I think absolutely. it's so well deserved. Yes. But it's not often you see that happen <laughs> in five minutes after you no. decide not to play with the club <laughs> no, again. No. So. Again, it's the right decision, but maybe the timing wasn't, yeah. wasn't great. Yep. Um, 
Interesting things happening at the Perth Wildcats as well, Cody. Mm. I think they're looking terrific on the court in what they're going to be able to do this season. I think they've put together yep. a really exciting team, but not everything's going smoothly at the same time. They've signed a third import, Christian Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Firstly, I don't know if they needed someone because they've already no. got so many weapons. And I, the more talent you bring in, sometimes it takes away from the talent you've got Very because so. you can't quite get everything out of everybody. But he also comes with a little bit of a cloud hanging over him because he was just let go from his team in Europe because of a run-in with his coach. Yeah. He's hugely talented, but what did you make of the signing? Yeah, um, it was an interesting one. It was a bit unexpected, really. Mm. I think that they kind of signed him because they're like, oh, we still have an import spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Instead of holding on to it for a mm. bit later in the season. Look, uh, I think from what I've seen, he does. He looks extremely talented. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it's never good when... He's available because yes. he's, you know, been released for disciplinary yep. issues. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. I think it's certainly very late in preseason to bring someone mm. in. Um, so he's going to... I assume he's not here. I would assume, he? no. Yeah. yeah. But um, he's going to take a bit to, to fit into the squad mm. and into a squad that already looks really good. Yeah. And a league that he's never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much we want to touch on this, but the Corey Webster social Boy. media situation wasn't wasn't great. I mean, what he did in terms of replying to the post that he did was just careless and yeah. th- thoughtless, and he can have whatever beliefs he likes. But he got he, he involved himself into something that he didn't need to didn't get involved to. in. Yep. Um, well, I mean, firstly, what did you make of what what he did in the response to the the rainbow flag and how it's been handled since? Mm-hmm. Oh, look, it's just he clearly wasn't thinking at all, very clearly, and. Look, everyone's entitled to their opinions and all this sort of stuff, right? But again, like you said, he just put himself in a position that he didn't need to, mm. right? And then I think the league league handled it uh, decently. I think mm. they jumped on it pretty early yeah. and pretty quickly. Um, I don't know how much of the uh, quote-unquote apology mm. he actually said or wrote. No, no. Um, but the Cats put it out pretty quickly as well. Um, but then, like, uh, it's... It's an odd one because, I mean, you see all the comments on it and just, I don't know why I read them all. No, I, I no. do. <laughs> I go down rabbit holes and, and like people. Uh, I think both sides are almost as bad as each other. The people jumping on him and getting on him are, are probably too far going one mm. way in support of what he was against. But yeah. also the people defending him are just, just crazy as well. Well, it's just, yeah, it is. It's a frustrating one, right? Because there's no real middle ground on it. Mm. It's, you're one end of the idea or the opposite um but the thing that gets me is people saying oh he's you know got his right to say what he wants blah 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 when you're in this kind of a spotlight Mm. i i i get you know everyone has rights and all this sort of stuff but when you're in that spotlight Mm. when you're in a league that made leaps and bounds especially in this area in the past couple years you you can't be doing that like it's it's just ridiculous and the fact that they were playing Mm. against yes. Isaac the next day yep. was not ideal, right? Yeah. Um, and it's almost the exact type of reason that Isaac was so scared about making his announcement yeah. in the first place because it's this kind of prejudice against mm-hmm. against people. And that it's, it's almost the exact thing that he was so scared of. Mm. Yeah, it, it was, you know, and again, we'll probably finish it up right there. Yeah, but no, um, sure. it's, yeah, look, it's it's something that he just put himself in a, in a stupid position. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, that but, but, was yeah. unnecessary that caused him not to be able to play in a couple of games that has caused 
the cats to have media attention that wasn't needed to have NBL attention that wasn't needed and to have just the general pub- public mm. you know all eyes on this instead of the blitz in- itself and you, you know, you're absolutely right because there's so much excitement about what the Wildcats are doing yeah. they went and had the win against the G League Ignite they played well at the blitz mm-hmm. um, so much excitement with Alex Sarr and Jordan Usher and you know Bryce Cotton for another season yep they just didn't need it no nah, didn't need it but uh, and look, he's done these things before, yeah. so it's yeah. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, Does he need to just stay off social media completely? Probably, probably. But you, I mean, you you can't police that sort of stuff. So yeah. it it is what it is. It's happened. He's he's been disciplined for it, and uh, yeah, we move on and upwards. Yes. All right, Cody. Let's take a deep breath. When we come back, let's go through how every team's shaping up. Then we'll give our predictions. Then we'll go through round one, and then we can wrap it up. Love it. He'll make it for sure. That's why I backed him on Tap Touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Okay, Cody, back on Hoop 7's basketball hustle. Let's go through the 10 teams before we give our season predictions. We've talked about the Adelaide 36s, so let's just race through them. But mm-hmm. let's go through their odds thanks to Tap Touch. Um, to win a championship, they're last at $26. To make the top six there, last as well, $2.75. But they're on top of the table in terms of r- racking up the most losses, yep. $2.75. I think almost unbackable odds to take out the wooden spoon right yep. now. Yep. Can you pull out some positives for them? Oh, look, I think that, you know, some of their signings, um, you know, guys like Jacob Wiley um, and then bringing Jason Kadee back. Yep. Um, you know, Isaac, Isaac Humphreys. I think... <laughs> Look, I think they've got potential to be a decent squad. Mm-hmm. I think they've just got to figure it out quickly and mm-hmm. figure out who's going to be running the show. Um, but look, there is there is certainly some potential there. But, you know, the rest of the league has made leaps yeah. and bounds and they've kind of playing hopscotch. What they can't do is get behind the eight ball at the start of the season. And they've got another NBA trip as well, yep. which is going to complicate things. And, yeah. and CJ last year, as good as the win against Phoenix was, kept calling back to... That's the thing that disrupted our yeah. season more than anything we never got going as a result. It, they can't afford to be behind the eight ball. They can't afford to be zero and four because the pressure goes mm-hmm. on to CJ, the pressure goes on to the players, and I don't know if they can come back from that. They need to find some wins very early. They certainly do. They certainly do. They need to be hitting the ground running, but then, you know, that'll just disrupt them again. It's just, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, yeah. I, just, I don't know why you would do it during the season. It just doesn't make sense. And I, I, I do get it because that's when... NBA rosters are yeah. being put together, but it's yeah. yeah, it's it's still ridiculous. I think yeah. If I was at a club, I wouldn't do it. The exposure is great, and everything is one thing, but it almost derails your NBL season mm-hmm. to do it once you start a season, then go and then come back and rejoin the season. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's tough. Okay, the Brisbane Bullets. I think it's one hundred percent certainly they'll be better than last yeah. last season. Yep, Cody. Um, and I like what they've done with their roster. Shannon Scott was terrific as a point guard in Cairns last year. Yeah, you've got Mitch Norton in the, in the backcourt with him, and you've got Isaac White, who I think is ready to really make the next leap this this season. Mm-hmm. Josh Bannon is an exciting emerging big man. Mm-hmm. Chris Smith looks like he can shoot the lights out. Um, I think there's a lot to like because they've still got Baines and Sobey to build around. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, look, paying thirteen bucks to for the championship is is pretty good odds. But I think that um, let's not forget Rocco Zagarski as well. Who yeah, at at he, I think he's only a, about to turn eighteen. He's at seven foot three. That's massive. He's, 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 ex- a, he's exciting too. He's a big boy. But uh, no, look, I think 
the Shannon Scott signing was huge for them. Yep. And then picking up Nordo, who just brings that like tough, gritty leadership, mm. I think is really going to help turn this team around. Isaac White had a massive off season. Mm. He was he was really good yep. in, in the NBL one. Yes. Um, and then look, I think I think Baines is, is due for a, mm-hmm. a big year as well. Um, on top of Ty Harrelson as well, yep. I think yep. you know they've got some, <laughs> they've got some monsters. Yes. So I really like the look of Brizzy so far this year. It's tough to try and back them just because of they've had some good mm. rosters in yeah. the in the past few years and haven't done a whole lot with mm. them. But I, I do think they're going to be uh, legit this year. Nathan Sobey looks like he's been carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders the yeah. last two seasons, and he's felt like on this team. I think that he he feels like he's had to do everything himself. Yep. He doesn't have to now. He's got Shannon Scott. He's got Nordo. He's got Isaac White that he can share responsibilities with, and he's going to benefit from that hugely. I think so. I think it's only going to be positive for him, and it's going to be fun to see. Hopefully, the whole old Sobes back yes. and just to be able to unleash, you know, and not have to have the ball in his hands 90% of the time, you know, trying to run the show on top of being that scorer yeah. and being that explosive player. So I think I think it's going to be a fun season for him. Cairns Taipans. In one way, you have to feel for Adam Ford because he's had to mm. rebuild his roster from scratch. But yep. I think he also like, loves that challenge. Sure. And you have a look at some of the pieces he's added and he's got a lot younger and he's got he's got exciting. I mean, Taron Armstrong is going to be running their... their their point, and he looks like a, a great young talent. Mm-hmm. He's sort of got Sam Menenga in almost to replace Keanu Pinder in a lot of a lot of ways. Um, a colder Gack can can probably take the next step in his career. Um, Bobby Clintman is an excitement machine as yeah. the next star program. Um, Josh Roberts and Patrick Miller look like they'll be solid solid imports. Yep. Um, so for the championship, I think they they deserve to be a bit tighter than the fifteen dollars on mm-hmm. Tab Touch to make the top six. They're two dollars and five. I think both of those are pretty pretty juicy odds and. Mm-hmm. Most losses at four seventy five. I think it's fair to say they won't be won't be troubling that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't think so. I mean, it's crazy. You look at the you look at the players going. You got Shannon Scott, Keanu Pinder, mm. Majok Deng, Mirko Jarek, Ben Eyre, and DJ, DJ Hogue. Yeah. That's a squad <laughs> yes. leaving, which yes. which for forty sucks, mm. right? Mm. But like you said, he loves that yeah. challenge yeah. of all right, give me give me these young guys, mm. let me build them up, and let me build a, a solid squad. He's certainly got that mm. ahead of him this year. They're very young. Yeah. I think there's going to be some serious growing pains there for them. But there's some there's some excitement around those young guys. Mm. I think there's some some real talent. I think Bobby Clintman is going to be mm. awesome to watch. Yeah. Taron Armstrong is going to be interesting to see how he goes because yeah. there's been a lot of hype around him. Yes. Yeah, look, I, I think they're going to be fun to watch. But I, I do think that they will fall short of, of quite a few games. Mm. Um, but they're not going to be any easy beats. No, no. Everything we know about Adam Ford is yeah. that he'll make his team competitive Absolutely. If, they're not, if they're not anything else. Um, the Illawarra Hawks, I think they're another team that will will improve a lot. And more than anything, I'm just, I think you'll be as happy about this as anyone. They've got some help for Sam Froling. Mm-hmm. Lockie Olbrick looks like he's ready to be in the NBA this yeah. time next year, I think. he's He looks that that exciting. They've got a next star, AJ Johnson. They've got Todd Blanchfield back to the club and... You know he'll be he'll be sitting there and being a shooter that we know he can be mm-hmm. on the back of what he did in this NBL one season at Gold Coast. Mason Peeling will give them some front court support. Actually, Young Jung Lee looked pretty good at the Blitz in his shoot scoring ball. scoring potential as well. They'll need Gary Clark to step up, but more than anything, Justin Robinson and Tyler Harvey in the backcourt is exciting. Um, what do you think? Yeah, look up and up for the Hawks, which is which is really good to see. Um, you know, I think they've made. Some strides in the past past year or so. Mm. Um, certainly, uh, a bit of an exciting squad again yes. for them. Um, you know, I think 
with with guys like Todd back there. Mm. They've got that shooting that they really yeah. needed. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're going to be competitive again this year. I think um, it, it's it's really good to see um, Sam have a bit of help now. Yes, because yes. you're right. He had. Again, like you said, with Sobes, the weight of the world, yeah. you know, I feel like Sam was similar yeah, in that squad, especially with the injuries they had last year. Yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be a good year. I think that, um, you know, Tyler Harvey, again, going to be, he's mm. going to be Tyler Harvey yeah. and, and just be... Well, he also won't have to carry everything because yeah. he's got Justin Robinson he can yeah. defer to now, which I think will make him a lot better. It'd be good to see Justin Robinson have a full year, hopefully, yep. Yep. and fingers crossed he can stay injury-free. Yeah. Because those two side by side are going to be fun yeah. to watch. So look, I, th- I think it's they're going to be a good team. Um, competitive wise, I think they'll be along the same as Cairns. Yep. I think yep. you know they'll certainly scare some teams. They'll uh, they'll they'll snag a few wins. Probably not overly competitive for the championship, but no, uh, no. I think certainly a squad that is making strides, which is really good to see. No, for sure, um, Melbourne United. Now this is a loaded up. Roster, yeah, Cody. Um, Matthew Delavadova is back. They brought in Luke Travers, brought in Tanner Krebs. They got Kyle Bowen back from college. Joe Lualichul won't be here at the, to start the season because of his, of his wrist injury, but they'll add him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the meantime, Rob Lowe will make a make, yeah. a make a nice little impact. They've got Ariel Huckporty back. I'm excited to see Ian Clark here for a full season. We've seen seen him for half seasons the last two years. What he can do, but excited excited to see him. Alongside Chris Golding, and then with Delivered over and Illy in that backcourt, good luck, good mm-hmm. luck stopping the shooting, and then good luck dealing with the, <laughs> the aggressiveness of of Illy and Delhi. Um, yeah, four dollars fifty for the championship has them in second spot thanks to Tap Touch. A dollar fourteen to make the top six. One hundred and one dollars to rack up the most amount of losses. What do you think of them? Oh, they are stacked, mm. absolutely stacked, um, and they look really good. They yeah. look really good. I think. Um, Delhi looks re- rejuvenated. Yes. He looks ready to go. Um, I mean, he had 17 points in like... <laughs> in the first quarter. Four and a half yes. minutes, <laughs> which was ridiculous. <laughs> he didn't, didn't pull up threes in transition mm. and everything. Mm. So, no, look, I think it's going to be a good year for him. Um, I mean, Huck Porty, he mm. looks fit and yeah. looks really good. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun to see him again. Mm. Um, I'm excited to, to watch him play. My guy, Rob Lowe, fresh out yeah. of retirement for a week <laughs> um, as the injury replacement will be really good for them, I think. Um, I mean, he's fresh off an MVP season yeah. in New Zealand NBL, so he's, yeah. he's still playing at a high level. It was never a physical thing is. that he, he retired. He just no. wanted, wanted to be home more. Yeah, yeah, he did. And instead, he's just gone further <laughs> away from home. So, no, look, look, it's good. I think he'll uh, slot in nicely to that team. And then LT, Luke mm. Travers, I think is going to be uh, a massive, massive uh, key for these guys to, to see how far they go. And look, they're, they're going to be fun to watch. Mm. And it's it's going to be uh, interesting to see how they manage all their minutes. Because yes. yes. <laughs> there yes. is so much talent yep. everywhere on this roster. No, there is. Um, New Zealand Breakers, they're almost, in terms of imports at least, starting from scratch mm-hmm. as well. Because they went, they did so well with their three last year. But, geez, Zyland Cheatham. He, he's an excitement machine. They've also got Parker Jackson Cartwright, who looks like a really, really strong and solid point guard. And then Justinian Jessup, we know what a shooter he can be. They've got Finn Delaney back as well. Got some size with Mango Madiang and Dane mm-hmm. Pino. Yeah, they're $7 on tap touch for the championship, $1.25 to make the top six, $34 to rack up the most losses. What do you think? Uh, look, it's, it's an interesting one because of their imports, right? Yeah. So out of anyone in the league last year, they got their imports right. And when we spoke at the end of last season, we thought 
their first priority should be to sign at least th- two of these yeah. three. If not all three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously they wanted all three, but I mm. think if they could have picked up at least two of the three, yeah. they would have been in good stead. Mm. Instead, they've wiped the slate clean and, mm. and gone with three new imports. Adding Finn Delaney back as well, mm. it's there's, there's some big gets for these guys. Yeah. There is some massive ins coming in um, to this Breakers team. Also, re-signing Will McDowell-White was massive for them. Oh, huge, huge. And that uh, that would have been their priority, yeah. um, number one, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but look, I think Dane Pino would be really good just as, as that backup. Mm. Um, Jessup, it's going to be interesting to see him there. Yeah, um, I think that will be really good for them just for their shooting. Yep. I think they did... You know, like we mentioned many times last year, they went through those slumps where they couldn't yes. couldn't do anything. And yep. Jessup is that kind of automatic yep. Yep. shooter. Matty Yang, I think he's due for probably a big season. Yep. I think off a pretty ugly injury, mm. um, so it'd be good to see him back and and uh, and kind of bolstering their defense, yep. kind of that Derek Pardon type gig for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it, it, it's going to be an interesting year. There's going to be growing pains for them, um, you know, as well as a few other teams. But I think there's certainly going to be growing pains. But I think they're going to be legit again at towards the end of the season. Yeah. Perth Wildcats, um, thanks to Tap Touch, they're five dollars for the championship, a dollar sixteen to make the top six, eighty one dollars for the most losses. You know, Keanu Pinder was a massive signing for them, but mm. to now have Alex Sar alongside him is is pretty is pretty, pretty yeah. exciting. I hope Ben Hentil gets enough minutes to show what he can mm-hmm. what he can do. Jordan Usher looks like he will take the league by absolute storm. Yes. We talked about Christian Doolittle earlier. What do you think of the squad that they've got? Oh, stacked, mm. and they're uh, they're going to be legit this year. Mm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with with the new import coming in. Um, but look, that uh, from what I saw at the Blitz. They, they look legit. Mm. Um, Keanu Pinder and Alex Saar is going to be a ridiculous mm. combination. And then you've got, you know, the veteran <laughs> the veteran coming in, Wagstaff, <laughs> yes. you know, bolstering yes. minutes. Um, it's good when you can have a guy like that probably yeah. being your 10th, 11th player. Well, I think now <laughs> he, can, he can finally play the role that he probably should have been the last yeah. two years. He's had to play a lot more minutes than he probably yeah. even would have would have liked the last two years. For sure. So it's uh, it's going to be good for him. Ben Henschel looks really good. Yep. He looks really comfortable already, um, which, which isn't surprising. Hiram Harris is going to give him just yeah. kind of that grittiness, that yeah. you know, first to the floor type player that that I think they really need. Yeah. Um, Aquera again is going to be another growing year for him too because yeah. he's, I mean, he's now got some absolute studs playing mm. in front of him. Mm. So his minutes probably aren't going to be as big as we originally would have thought. No, um, but then again, if he stayed in Melbourne, he would have been behind. Well, that's it, Chul, so, for sure. Yeah. And and look, you get better in practice, yes. right? Yes. Not not games. So he's going to have a, a heck of a season on the training court for sure. But he is going to come in and, and play some valuable yeah. minutes for these guys, absolutely. <laughs> and he's back home as well. Yeah. yeah. Jordan Usher yeah. <laughs> looks very good. Yes. He's He looks very exciting. I think the Red Army is going to have a lot of yes. fun with watching him this year. And he yeah. seems like he's ready and raring to just embrace it all mm. and uh, get them going. Yeah. So, I mean, and then you add... Bryce on top yes. of all that, yeah, right? Yes. You know, it's uh, it, it's going to be a uh, a little bit of a different cat squad to to mm. what people are used to, but um, exciting nonetheless. Yes, yes. The one thing that this team will be is exciting. Yeah, they're actually going. They're absolutely going to set the Red Army alight. Um, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, another team that's become vastly new look this year. Mm-hmm. New coach with Mike Kelly. I still got Mitch Creek, but a, lo- a lot of new f- new faces. They're able to bring back Gary Brown, and I think any time you can bring back an import for a second year is, mm-hmm. is massive. Um, Alan Williams will be back, but in the meantime, like we talked about earlier, Tyler Cook will be terrific. Um, 
you know, Ben Air, Matt Kenyon, Reese Fay, Gorjak Gak, even Craig Moller back into the league, all very solid, mm-hmm. solid role players. Um, they're paying $11 on tap charts for the championship, $1.45 to make the top six. How do you see their squad? Um, look, I think I think they're going to be really good. Mm. I, I do think that, um, again, look, I sound like a broken record, but there will be growing pains for them. New coaching staff, mm. lots of new players coming in, lots yeah. of role players coming in. Yes. Um, it's good to have Reese Vague and, mm. and Craig Moller back in the league. Yeah. It's um, it's going to be fun to watch those guys again. I'm excited to see what, what Mike Kelly can do with this squad. Mm. You know, you've got a guy like Mitch Creek who you can build around. Yep. It's uh, it's always good going in into a season like that. So I think he's due for a big year as well. Um, mm. He had a massive year last yeah. year. Um, but I'm, I'm sure with, with the additions that they've, you know, put in this year, I think that uh, he's going to have a massive one. Hopefully, uh, Alan Williams can come back and stay healthy because mm. that'll be really good for him. And mm. then, you know, to have two returning imports is huge. Yep. Yep. I think that is that is massive. So, especially with a new coach coming in, yes. I think that's huge. Yes. So, we'll uh, we'll see how they go. I think Tyler Cook's going to light the world on mm. fire and then take off, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. which which is going to suck to see. But, yeah, um, yeah look, I, I think they're going to be legit. Sydney Kings. Trying to win a championship three-peat. They've mm. got a new coach on board to do it, and they've got a lot of new players. Um, yeah. But thanks to Tap Touch, they're still the championship favourites, Cody, at $3.75, mm. $1.06 to make the top six. Jared Adams is back. DJ Hogue, we th- he was among the best players in the league last yes, year in Cairns, but he's going to have a slow start to the season. Denzel Valentine, I think, will once he finds his feet in this league, will be terrific. Mm-hmm. Jonah Bolden is a great unknown. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Trying to win a three-peat with pretty much a whole new squad, mm. really. Mm. You know, you got a, a couple of the the role players there. Mm. Um, but, I mean, overhaul of the coaches yes. and, and the players, and it's, it's tough yeah. to win a <laughs> to you know, to, to get a three-peat with, with a similar roster, let alone with a, uh, a brand new one. So, look, I think, they'll, I think they'll be good once they've got a full squad because mm. – you know, DJ Hogue, from what I'm hearing, is out for another, you know, two, three, yeah. possibly four weeks. So yeah. that's not ideal, no. you know. And then trying to slot him back in and get him, you know, used to the squad again. Jalen Adams, awesome to see him back in the yes. league. Very excited for that. Jonah Bolden, like you said, bit of an unknown, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't seen him play anywhere in mm-hmm. ages. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think he's got the potential to be really good. Sure. But uh, we'll see how he goes. Again, this is a... <laughs> A different league than any other league in the world. So we'll, we'll see how he goes. And then Denzel Valentine, mm. very similar, I feel, is, is a bit of an unknown. Decent G League player, mm. elite college player. Yes. But uh, again, very different league down here. So we'll, we'll see how he slots in, how he adjusts, um, but he could be very big for them. Mm. Just lastly, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Looking at Tap Touch, I think they're very high, $15 for the championship. Mm. I think they deserve to go a bit lower than that, $1.95 to make the top six. But they love being underestimated at the same time. Yeah. That's the way Scott Rother would like it. Um, new import point guard, Jordan Crawford. Marcus Lee on, on board. I'm disappointed Will Magnay's now out for a little while to start the year because yeah. they need his presence. And I think him alongside Marcus Lee will be, be a great sort of twin tower act. Milton Doyle coming back is huge for them. Anthony Dremick, I think, will have a good impact. Najuk Deng will provide some experience, but what do you think of what they've put together? Yeah, look, some good experience coming in with Anthony Drimmick, Majuk Deng, Marcus Lee. Yeah. So some good experience coming in. I think look, they did lose quite a bit mm. um, this offseason, unfortunately, but they're a tough one 
right? Because you can't count them out because mm. of, of what they've done in the past couple of years. And, you know, with with Scott Ross at, at the helm, mm. it's, it's hard to count them out, right? Yeah. But you look at them on paper, again, you know, it's not where it's won. No. But it's hard to see them compete. We would have said the same the last two years. Though, 100%. We? And yeah. we did say the last the <laughs> yeah. same the last two yeah. years and it got thrown in our face. <laughs> so, you know, but... I mean, they, look, there is some some really good pieces there. I think once they get fully healthy, I mm. think they'll be right. And hopefully Big Will can yeah. come in and stay healthy because yeah. we haven't been able to see him for a full season yet either. No. Um, all right, Cody, that's all 10 teams looked at. When we come back, we'll give our predictions, put our necks on the line, and then <laughs> we'll have a look at round one and then wrap up the show. Sounds good. He'll make it for sure. That's why I backed him on Tap Touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Okay, Cody, back on Hoop 7's Basketball Hustle. And now that we've had a look at every team, I want to put our necks on the line a little bit yeah. and talk about how we see things shaping up this season. Based on our past history, I think it's fair to say we probably won't be that accurate. No, but, not at all. But we have to do it anyway. Why don't we start with who we think will win the championship? Yeah, uh, this is a bit of a flip of the coin for me, but I, I do think Melbourne is going to take it out this year. I think the same. I think mm. every reason we talked about just before, they, they've got such a stacked roster, but such experience, mm. and guys that know how to win. Yeah. According to Tab Touch, they're $4.50, so they're mm-hmm. second, so we're not too far off the mark. What about the top four teams? Obviously, Melbourne will start things off. Yeah, look, Melbourne, obviously. I think Perth, who were the other ones that I was contemplating for the champs, Um then I went with Southeast Melbourne and Brisbane. Mm, mm. Mm, I'm going to keep Brisbane in there. This, yeah, this top four in the play-in <laughs> teams has been doing my head in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, look, I'm going to go with Brizzy because I, I really think that they've picked up some real key players to help bolster them and, yes. and you know, I guess bring them back into the mix. Yeah. I've gone Perth as well. And then I've got the two grand finals from last year, the New Zealand Breakers and the Sydney Kings, who, like we talked about, they both might have slow starts, but I mm. think once they all get rolling, they'll be they'll be tough to stop. Your two play-in teams. I went with the two grand finals from last year yep, in Sydney yep. and New Zealand, and it's not often that you'd have the two grand finalists in mm. position five and six on the ladder. But, like you mentioned, I do think they'll both have some pretty slow starts yeah. and be clawing their way back you know, towards the end of the season. And then by that point, good luck taking them on whoever gets yeah. the playing game because they'll be, they'll be tough. Yeah, that's that's going to be uh, an issue for those three and four <laughs> teams. So, um, yeah, look, it's it's an interesting one. And again, I haven't got Tassie in there, which mm. is going to come back and bite me. I already know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's me six. Yeah, I, it was a real toss of the coin for me between the Taipans, the Jack Jumpers, the Hawks and the Bullets. And, and really, I think it could be any of those four that sneak in. But I've gone for Cairns and Tasmania mm-hmm. just because... Past history tells me that you don't write them off, so yes. I'll stick with them. But mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if Brisbane or Illawarra sneak in as well. Yeah. Um, MVP award. This might be this might be the toughest one to predict in in a little while. Yeah, I think so. I think Mitch Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, I think off the back of last year, they've added some good pieces around him, some good role players around him. Mike Kelly is a new coach. I think we'll just let him go. Mm. Do you think? Yeah. So I th- I think he's uh, he's primed for a for a big season. Mm-hmm. Hard not to pick Bryce, but I think he's got so much talent around him Mm. at the moment that uh, they'll all be stealing votes off each other. I've gone with Bryce. Yeah. Probably for the opposite reason to why you haven't, because I think having more talent around him will take the pressure off him somewhat, and Mm -hmm. and we'll wait and see, but 
Tap Touch agrees with us, Cody, because they they can't split Bryce and Mitch either. So oh, they, they're both go. paying four dollars okay. fifty for the MVP <laughs> award. Then they've got Jaden Adams next, Will McDowell White, Keanu Pinder, Joe Lawalo Jewell, who won't play mm. for a little while. Tyler Harvey, Alex Saar. And Matty Knight has come back with a pick. Matthew Delavadova, who's $21 on tap oh, touch. There you go. Jeez, that's worth a cheeky couple mm. bucks, I think. Next gen award, Cody. This is a tricky one because it's basically any player that's, I think, under 25. Under 25. So yeah. not only includes our local youngsters, but a hell of a class of next star players this year, too. Yeah, there's some absolutely elite young mm. players coming in this year yeah. um, locals and international yeah. players. So it. This one was very tough for me to pick. And I went with Sam Froling mm-hmm. mainly because, I mean, he's now a veteran of the league almost. <laughs> yes. So, yes. you know, at I think he's 23 years yeah. old. So yeah. I, I think he's primed for a big year as well. Yeah. Uh, I think they've added some good pieces around him. Mm. Um, hopefully some healthy imports. And but he's still the centerpiece of the team. He is, definitely. Yeah. And then with Lockie Olbrick yep. helping him out, yeah. I think will only boost him up and... and prime him for, for a massive year, mm. so I think he gets it this year. I didn't consider Sam, so you make a mm-hmm. case for him. But <laughs> I, I kind of only looked at the next stars, and yeah. then based on what we've seen from Alex Saar, yeah. I couldn't overlook him because gee, he's he's almost put himself in contention for the number one draft mm. pick next year. He's been that good over the last month, so if he can keep that going, he's going to be a hell of a weapon for the Wildcats. But yeah, as we've seen with sort of Lamelo Ball and RJ Hampton and Josh Giddy. The higher they get in those draft calculations, the less we might see of them. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how yeah. long he stays at the Wildcats this season. But hopefully he's able to stay for the full season. Fingers yeah. crossed. Because I, I do think he'll be top five pick yeah. easily. Yeah. So. And, I mean, before he played against the G League, I think he was lucky to be sort of a first-round pick mm-hmm. in a lot of eyes. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I think top five is absolutely yeah. in, in within reach. Best defensive player. Yeah, look, this is, a, again, another tough one because there's some elite defenders. Mm. Um, you know, you look at Melbourne, you've got Delhi and Illy, yeah. and it's it's hard to not go with one of those guys. Yeah. I've uh, I've gone with someone who is going to have to back up the talk of the head coach in, in Mango <laughs> yes. um, in New Zealand, and uh, I think if he can stay healthy, I think he's really good bolster for them around the, around the rim, and I think he's going to be... Yeah, I, I do think he's going to be certainly in contention, and I've, I've gone with him. Derry Parton was, he could have been best defensive player last year yeah. for New Zealand, but gee, it's massive when you can sign a guy like Mango, who's not an import, mm-hmm. to now fill that role, and then you've got, you know, you imports that can fill different roles, yeah. so that's a massive advantage. Oh, absolutely is. So, going to be interesting to see how he's how he's used, and uh, a lot of pressure from, from, uh, <laughs> yes. from yes. the coaching staff after his announcement, so... Uh, yeah, we'll see how, see how he goes. He's not lacking confidence, though, is he? No, not at all. Not at all. I've gone Shea Yelly, yep. and my fingers are just crossed that he stays, stays healthy and stays on the court. That's why um, I steered clear, because yes. I just I, I hope he can, but I yeah. just don't think he will. Yeah. Coach of the year. Coach of the year, I've gone with Mike Kelly. Mm-hmm. I think if he can, if, if they can make that top four, I think um, he will go a long way to winning that. And um, look, he's, he's won it before. Mm. So, but... It, it, this was another tough one because, you know, I have I have Brizzy in my top four, and if that happens, mm. then I think Shula yeah. is almost a shoe in for it. Sure, but sure. Um, yeah, I'm going with Mike Kelly. I go on Moni Mayor. Yep, for all the reasons that he was in contention for that award yeah. last year. Um, most improved player. <sighs> I'm going to have to pick one because I don't want to <laughs> have two here. Okay, but yeah. it's out of Isaac White and Jalen Galloway for mm-hmm. me. <sighs> I think. It's, it's literally a flip of the coin for me. I think they've both had <laughs> massive off-seasons, yep. and I think that they're both primed for, for big seasons. Well, 
What if I help you? Maddie Knight went with Jalen Galloway. What Did he? You, what, what I'll if go you Isaac White like then. Done. <laughs> done, done, done. Well done. Jalen, I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they'll basically play him in a similar way to they played Justin Simon last yeah. year. So he basically replaces him, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah, it's going to be good. And it sounds like they're going to really use him a lot, which yeah. is which is exciting. And yeah, look, I think Isaac White, again, is going to be primed. So yeah, we'll, we'll go with Isaac then. I'm going Aaron Baines. And yep. bear with me because it, <laughs> it sounds strange when you're talking about a guy that's been yep. to so many Olympics and has played 500 NBA games and he's an NBA champion. But... He was good last year yeah. at times, but probably not utilised how we thought he could have been and also no. just finding his feet again to play. I think we're going to see him put himself back into contention to go to the Olympics next year. I think mm-hmm. he'll be that impactful for, for Brisbane. So I've gone for the big banger. Yeah, and look, I don't think that's crazy at all because mm. in my thought process of most improved, I thought Todd Blanchfield. Yes, purely for the fact that he just didn't play last no, year. No. And with this Hawks team now, yeah. he's going to be one of their main scorers. Yeah. He could even be one of their top scorers could, uh, for the be. season. So, Based on what we saw of him doing at Gold Coast yeah. in this offseason. Well, that's it. So it's it's an interesting award, mm. right? Because what are the parameters around it? You it's, know, is it's interesting, isn't it? What are you judging it against? Is yeah. it just last season or yeah. is it their body of work? Or? Which it should be. Mm. I mean, really, it should mm. be from their last season, right? Yeah. I remember when Oscar Foreman won it. Mm. Part of his speech was, <laughs> well, I just had a shitty year last year and then I was good this year. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a good man, Oscar. He is. Um, all right, Cody, before we get to round one, what are you most excited for this season? <sighs> to see some healthy teams mm. and so, some healthy players because, you know, we, we've had some, you know, elite teams just not be able to stay healthy mm. in the past couple of years. Mm. And, and I'm hoping that. Once everyone gets healthy, they can stay healthy because it's going to be a heck of a year mm. and it's going to be very competitive mm-hmm. if everyone can stay healthy. Um, so that's probably my big thing. I'm excited to see our draft prospects for next year's draft now shine in the mm-hmm. league. We legitimately could have five guys that are playing in the league this year that are top first-round draft picks yeah. next year. So I'm excited to see that, see that, Cody. I think that's something we've never seen before and it just goes to show how far... Mm-hmm. This league has come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Cody, let's get to round one because it's not very far away. Mm. It starts on Thursday night, a throwdown, Melbourne United, South East Melbourne, Phoenix. The league's not leaving any stone unturned. We've got yeah. Scotty Pippen in town for the game too. Yeah, Cody. I know. It's crazy, right? It's uh, <laughs> The league's become a draw card. Yeah. It's amazing to think in grand final week in Melbourne, they've been able to sell it out. Yeah. So to grab this attention on a Thursday night, I think they've done the right thing by playing it on a Thursday night, yeah, so you're not trying to so. leave it until the weekend. But great excitement around this game. And Tap Touch has got Melbourne favourites 153, the Phoenix 250. Mm-hmm. I, I find it a bit of a toss of the coin game. Yeah, it definitely is. It's, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think those odds are actually a little bit uh, a little bit far-fetched. I think that it's going to be a lot closer than that. Yeah, I, I, uh, nice odds for the Phoenix, isn't it? It is, it is. Look, I, I do think Melbourne win it, but it's going to be a heck of a game. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a really good way to start the season off, mm. um, but I will I will go with Melbourne. Friday night doubleheader. Our first doubleheader of the season mm-hmm. starts in Brisbane. Brisbane Bullets against the Adelaide 36ers. The Bullets, thanks to Tap Touch 145. The 36 is 275. Do Brisbane get off to a good start? I think they do. I think they do. I think they've done well to draw Adelaide first yes, game. Yes. So, I mean, look, could turn around. Adelaide could just really 
shut us up quickly. Well, well sometimes backs to, backs to the wall, some teams thrive. Yeah, very much so. Some of them crumble too. They do, they do. <laughs> so, look, hopefully Brisbane can uh, back up what I've been talking yeah, and, yeah. and hyping them up a bit um, and, and get that one done. Then second up, Perth Wildcats at home. Like we talked about, this is an exciting team. So the Red Army will be out in force. Up against the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, and I think Scott Roth would love this. They're paying $3.35 yeah. for a team that has never missed the finals in their time in the league, mm-hmm. and we think they'll be pretty strong again this year. The Wildcats, red-hot favourites, $1.32. What do you think? Red-hot favourites, yes. Mm. Uh, look, a bit of hype around this, this first game, mm. definitely. I, th- I think the Cats get it. Purely because Tassie seemed to start the season off fairly slow yeah, in, have, in the yeah. past, yes. you know, couple of years. They've they've really started off slow yeah. and had to make a late season push. Yeah. So uh, I think that trend continues a bit. And obviously, it's tough having to come to yeah. Perth and for your first game. But uh, Cats yeah. get that one in a uh, very exciting, I'm sure, high scoring game for yes. them. No, it will be Saturday. New Zealand Breakers and the Cairns Taipans, two two of the top four teams from from last year. Before I get to the game, Cody, Tom Abercrombie is about will play his four hundredth game in the league. He's Crazy. a guy that you played played against, and probably have some mixed memories from mm-hmm. playing against. But he he is as through and through a New Zealand Breakers person as I could ever imagine. And for him yeah. to become the first player at that club to get to four hundred games, he's done it all: the four championships, grand final MVP. Just an amazing, amazing achievement. Massive. That's a lot of games. <laughs> so many games of basketball. Um, no, look, I think uh, absolute stalwart of the league and the breakers and congrats to him. It's mm. it's an unbelievable achievement. And you're right. Whenever you say the New Zealand breakers, he, mm. him and Mick of Vicona yes. are the two guys you think about, yep. right? Um, going hand in hand together. So unbelievable. That is unbelievable. And I I do think that they end up uh, winning that one for him. Yeah, dollar forty one for the breakers, two dollars ninety for the Taipans, and Cairns starting without Taju McCall mm-hmm. um, isn't ideal for a, such a such a young team. Yeah. They need his his experience. Yeah, they do, they do. So hopefully he's not out for too long, mm. um, and he can get back in there and and kind of be that on court leader because he's certainly going to be a leader on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. He'll, yes. <laughs> he'll probably be suited up in uh, in in the coach's attire, yes, um, sitting right next to forty. <laughs> but uh, no, I think. Uh, it's frustrating that he can't be out there with them straight away. Second up, the battle of your two old teams, Cody. Yeah. So we've got the Illawarra Hawks at home in Wollongong to the Sydney Kings. Gee, given the Kings won't have DJ Hogan, they're a little bit underdone. I don't mind the odds on tap touch of the Hawks at 295. Mm. The Kings are 140. Yeah, and so far I've picked all the favourites. So, <laughs> you know, um, I'm actually going to change it up and go with the Hawks on yeah, this one. Yeah. I think uh, some excitement around that team for sure. Mm. Hopefully the... The faithful can can get out and watch mm. and support them. Um, well, do you expect them to at least for this first game? Do you I expect think so. to expect them to pack out the entertainment centre? I think so. There's, it seems to be some good hype around them, mm. which is great. Yeah, you really need that f- for this squad to to get the community around mm. them, and yeah. they're going to be exciting to watch. I think mm. they're going to be a fun team to watch. So I think they get that one. Two more games on Sunday to close round one, mm-hmm. Cody. The Adelaide Thirty Six is back home. So if it wasn't tough enough already, what they're dealing with. They then have to fly back from Brisbane on, on Saturday and play yeah. on Sunday against Melbourne United of all teams. Yeah, it's not a good uh, first <laughs> round for them, is no. it? Yeah, look, I think Melbourne get that one fairly handily. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's that's not ideal. So they got one less day of recovery yep. uh, and have to... I mean, look, both teams have to travel, but... Uh, yeah, but Melbourne to Adelaide Mel- isn't yeah. quite the same as Brisbane to Adelaide. No, it's not. That's not. So Look, I, I think Melbourne get it. Hopefully Adelaide... Can uh, can take it to them though. The last game of the round, 
Could well be the most fascinating game of the, the yeah. round. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix at home to the Perth Wildcats. Obviously, Mike Kelly and Luke Brennan, part of the Phoenix coaching staff, up against their their Football old club, team. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a, a fun one. I think um, I'm going to go with the Phoenix on this one. Mm. I think uh, no travel, obviously, um, being home. Um, Cats have to go to Melbourne. But... Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big game. I think there's gonna be a, a little bit extra involved with mm. with Trig and with Kelly um, at the at the helms in, in southeast Melbourne now against the old club. But I'm actually really looking forward to that game. Yeah. I think that's gonna be one of the one of the games of the round for sure. No, me too. All right, so check out Tab Touch and hopefully we can help you find a winner, Cody. Let's wrap things up on this week's show. Before before I say goodbye, a bit of news of the Warwick Senators. Mm. Cody, your team. On our last show, we talked about your retirement. Yes. Any chance Andrew Cooper can talk you around to playing again? <laughs> Probably not, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, my uh, my fate is fairly sealed with that one. Okay, um, uh, okay. Yeah, look, I think, I think it's going to be uh, an interesting year for the Senators. So, look, I think having Coops on board is, is really good for them. Mm. Hopefully he can draw some of his uh, some of his boys yes. uh, on board, guys like... Uh, Reese Vague. <laughs> See if he can put on a Senators jersey again. I think he's right on the radar. Even the yeah. the Phillips boys might be on the radar too. I, you would have played against them yeah. the last two years. I think they're two exciting young talents too. Oh, they certainly are. They certainly are. So look, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what he does recruitment-wise and um, chances of me putting on another jersey <laughs> is, is fairly slim, mate. So um, give it a year and maybe I'll, I'll be sitting next to him helping him out. Maybe. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And on the women's side, Brad Romans is now yes. the new coach at yes, your club. Yes, the angry ant. Yes. No, that's really good. I think that uh, I, I think that's a good signing for them and he's gonna do some some good things. He's been, you know, in and amongst coaching ranks now for yeah. for a while and he's he's still with the links yes. and, and um, helping out there. So I think it's good. And again, another draw card for to get yeah. some elite players in. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Cody, let's wrap things up. And thank you for joining us once again. Um, thank you for everyone that tuned in to Hoop7's Basketball Hustle this week. Thank you to Tap Touch for their support. So check that, check it out at tabtouch.com.au. I'm going to end on a different note this week, Cody. I want to get your thoughts. Who wins the AFL Grand Final on Saturday between Collingwood and Brisbane? Who wins the NRL Grand Final on Sunday between the Broncos and the Penrith Panthers? Ah. Uh, yeah, look, I think I think Collingwood get the AFL, and then I'm going to have to go with the Penrith mm. Panthers purely because of of my boy Mick Pozzolo. Yes, but uh, yeah, look, I think in for some two some good good games uh, of footy, and uh, yeah, surrounded by some elite <laughs> games of basketball. So big weekend of sport ahead, and uh, it's going to be a fun one. He'll make it for sure. Now that's why I backed him on Tap Touch. Hey, Luke. Yes, Gene Simmons. He is probably the best when it comes to this stuff. Thanks, Gene. You've got the touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1 800 858 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.